Just open your Bible to the book of Ephesians. As you're still standing in the presence of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love to all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Please read verse 17 and 18 as the rest of us sit. Katonda mkama face Christo, chitafe owechitiwa, abawe omoyo, guwa magezi, noko wikulidwa, mkumotegeira ye, na mungu lisibu wanga maso, agomu tima guamwe, mwokumanya esubi, Ediyoku ichibwa kwe, weliri, obugaga obwechitiwa, ichobusika, ichobusika we, mubatukuvu, mubatukuvu we, mubatukuvu we buli. 19. Era, obukuru obusinge nyo, obwama nyige elife, abakiriza, we buli, ngobu yinza, obwama nyige, we bukola. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, we pray for a heart of understanding. Spirit of the Lord, draw us to the heart of the Father concerning our times and our seasons to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. I'm so grateful this morning that the Lord has given me again an opportunity to stand before the saints of God in this such a great season before the Lord. And I also want to thank uh, my daddy for this opportunity. As I said before, these are big shoes. But I thank the Lord for the grace. Hallelujah. In the portion of scripture we've read this morning, Paul is praying a prayer that I've called a prayer of transition. He's praying for the people in the church of Ephesus. It is not that there are people that have, are not tested of God. It is not that there are people that are weakling. He was not praying for them because they could not pray. It's not because they had not seen miracles. But God had worked a mighty work in these people's lives. But God was wanted to bring these people to 
a special place in him. A place where they are going to inherit their portion in the Lord. As the Lord had said before. This is a church that Paul had ministered to before. He had gone there and he had even had brethren there that had had a good understanding of the way of the Lord. They had understood the purpose of Jesus' coming. They had understood the teachings of Jesus Christ. They were able to teach others like Apollos even who was falling short. And he was able to become an eloquent man, a powerful preacher a great man of faith. Hallelujah. Paul comes back to the same church. He finds a group of 12 men and he finds out that they had not yet been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he prays for these people. They are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Three months is continuing in the synagogue arguing, disputing with the Jews and persuading them concerning things of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And when there was a lot of disputing and a lot of quarrel, he separated from from them and he goes to a school of Tyrannus and there for two years he's teaching people. He's reaching out to the unsaved. Praise the Lord. The church that was there before, the believers that were there before became so grounded in the Lord. Their foundations were so built in the Lord. In those two years that Apostle Paul was there, and more people were reached out to. Special miracles began happening that people could get handkerchiefs from the body of Paul, aprons from him, taking them to the sick people, demon-possessed people, and people were getting healed. The fear of the Lord came upon that city. The name of the Lord was so much magnified. More and more people were coming to the Lord. It became so vibrant a church that people had nothing to do but to begin throwing away their witchcraft. Everything they're using in magic. Books worth of, of, of thousands of dollars were burnt with fire. And the word of God was growing mightily. The word of God was prevailing. That, that city was a worshiper of the, of the goddess Diana. And what happened? They, they arise. They say, you're coming against us. You're coming against our trade. There was a great uproar by the followers of, of Diana. But through the system of that time of, of, of governance that was there, all this uprising was calmed down and the gospel continued going on. Later we see in the Bible, when you read the book of Acts chapter 20, from verse 17 downwards, Paul is having a meeting as he was in one of the cities, Merita. He's having a meeting with the elders 
elders of Ephesus. So you could not say this is a church of just believers walking in and doing whatever they wanted to do. It was a very organized church experiencing the power of the Holy Ghost full of the fear of the Lord, full of the power of God, powerful deliverances, powerful uh, repentance, people putting uh, deeds upon their repentance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now Paul is in a prison and he's writing to these people and he's saying, you know what? You've attained all this. I even sent to you Timothy, he came as a pastor to you. So you lack nothing. You have teachers there. You have have a system that can help you grow. The Lord is in your midst. But there is something that is ahead of you. You are not limited to that. You are not limited to that. And so Paul says, I know your faith. I know the love you love the Lord. It is vibrant. But there is more in God. He is a God that takes us from glory to glory. And so Paul gets down on his knees and prays to God that God would give them the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation. Why the spirit of wisdom? The Bible says that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God may be made manifest to the world. Manifold wisdom of God. Not just little knowledge. This is not human wisdom. This is not science. This is not technology. This is not an invasion of man. It is not in psychology. This is wisdom that comes from God. This is wisdom that confounds the wise. Praise the Lord. This is wisdom above the wise. And he says, and the spirit of revelation, you cannot have anything unless it is revealed to you by the Lord. That their hearts, that their lives, that their understanding may be enlightened, that they see what God has for them and go for it and embrace it. So Paul prays a prayer that I can call the transition prayer. In the Bible you find many of these prayers. But I believe such prayers are bridges to seasons. Have you ever been in a time like many of us have been and you feel I've been around this mountain for so long. I've been in such a wilderness for so long. I see the promises are not coming to pass. I don't see much coming out of my life. I've been coming to church every Sunday. I've been, I've been in the prayer meetings I've been on radio listening but it's like one week coming and it goes another one comes in are we to stay there are we just to see these miracles yes we've seen them tremendously yes we've seen authorities bow before the Lord what is more that is there there is a prayer that throws you into that place and that is a prayer where your eyes are open where your eyes are open sit deeper in God, where your life is transformed into a deeper experience with God, a unique experience with God. What was 
What was Paul praying this church into? Paul was praying this church into its inheritance. Hallelujah. He's talking about the hope of his calling. He's talking about the riches of, of the glory of his, of, of his inheritance in the saints. As saints of God, we have an inheritance. As people of God, we have an inheritance that is in the glory of God. It does not come from anywhere else. Its source is not from people. It's not from government. Many people cry, government this, government that. No, it is not about the government. It is from the Lord. The Bible talks about the riches the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Maybe today, you have just small Small, small things. Hallelujah. He's talking about exceeding greatness of his power. Maybe you've been meetings. Services. You've seen people shake. You've seen people fall. You've seen demons scream. That is not the limitation of God's power. Praise the Lord. We are talking of tremendous power. Exceeding great power. That's what we are talking about. And so it needed a special place of prayer. It needed a special place of drawing. Lord is drawing us in this season. He has been drawing us. Everyone who has been coming and standing. Jose has been standing. Different men of God and women of God have been standing and calling us to a place of prayer, calling us to a place of seeking God. Why? There is a place of transition that the Lord is bringing us into. Hallelujah. Jesus, when he was about to leave his disciples, he begins to pray for them. He begins to pray for them. The last, almost the last prayer he prays for them that is recorded in John 17. And in verse 11, he prays for them and he says and, and, and now I am no more in the, in the world but these are in the world I come to your holy father keep through your own name those whom you have given me that they may be one he's giving them a name the name is to keep them today we need preservation Jesus knew these guys were going to be persecuted they are going to be killed. But they needed their hearts. They needed their spirits to be preserved in, in, in him. So he gave them a name. And the name was to, to keep them as one. Praise the Lord. This is a transitional prayer that Jesus is praying. The same thing. He talks about his glory. Verse 22 and he says, and the glory which you have given me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. So Jesus is saying, if these people remain individually, they are going to be scattered. They are going to be destroyed. But they need to be one. So Jesus prays to the Father and he says, you know, Father, I've given these people the glory that you gave me. The glory that you should have should not be your glory. Should be the glory 
glory of the Lord. That's why we have been singing. Hallelujah. Because it's that glory that can keep us together. It's the one that forms a boundary around us, a fence around us. He comes in verse 26 and he says, and I have declared to them your name and I will declare it. He did not only stop there but he is continuing even today that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them and I in them. So Jesus is praying that these people will not just have this love of Katinko. Praise the Lord. Amina. Oh, I love you. Oh. No, not that kind of love. He wanted to give them the love of God himself. The agape love of God that they may be in him. They may love others. That kind of love they had never experienced. But we see, we see the same love being made manifest as they are in one accord and the spirit of the Lord came upon them as the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Those guys wouldn't have stayed together if Jesus had not released his name upon them and his glory upon them and his love upon them. Hallelujah. It says in verse... Uh, Verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you take them out of the world, but that you keep but that you should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them through the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sake, I sanctify myself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus knew these people had to have a difference difference from the world. And what does he release? He releases his word. This word is what separated them from the world. Whenever they could preach this word, people could call them the people of the way because they had the word of God in them. But Jesus had to pray that the word of God, the truth of God, sanctifies them. Hallelujah. And because of this uniqueness, because of this distinction, the world began to hate them. The world cannot hate you if you are as it is, the same as it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus prays and says, sanctify them. Hallelujah. Inheritance comes to the sanctified. Inheritance comes to the sanctified. When the children of Israel were about to enter the promised land, Joshua comes to them as they are about to cross the 
the river Jordan as the presence of the Lord was about to go before them and he talks to them in Joshua chapter 3 verse 5 and he says sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you that talks of transition. Someone has faintly understood it and tried to clap. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord would do wonders among you. Praise the Lord. Inheritance comes to the sanctified. Jesus prays for Jesus the disciples and he says, sanctify them. Why? To them had been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, to walk the life of the kingdom, but they could not take that unless they had the Holy Ghost come upon them. And we see different men from those that were timid when Jesus was being, was being arrested to those that were preaching the gospel after Pentecost. What had happened? Sanctification. Sanctification. What are we talking about here? The Lord is about to bring us into our inheritance as a church. I think I should wait for those who are coming next Sunday to say this. The Lord is about to bring us into our inheritance. Oh, okay. I see where the problem is. Some of us, when we look at inheritance, you're looking at that marriage that has taken long without coming. You're looking at that business you want to begin that you have no capital. You're looking at that car you wish to drive that you don't have yet. You're looking at the house that you want to live in that is not yet hard. That is not what I'm talking about. Those are additions. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his inheritance that his righteousness and the rest shall be added unto you. Jesus became sin that you may become the righteousness of God. And in the righteousness of God, that's where we experience this great power, the manifestation of his calling, the manifestation of his, the riches of his glory. That's where we see it. But it takes a sanctification. So what is the Lord doing at this time? In these two months, He's speaking to us that it is time for us to sanctify ourselves that we may enter our inheritance. And this inheritance is not coming from a, a person. This inheritance is coming from God. Our calling is from God. Our glory is from God. Our power is from God. This power cannot be manifested. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power might be of him, not of us. Don't look at it 
from the earthly realm. Don't seek for it from the earthly realm. It is coming from the Lord himself. And so the Lord is bringing this ministry into a moment of crossing over into our inheritance as individuals, as a church, as a ministry. When I look around, most of you are new people in this church. Some of you have not even spent five years in this church. Very few of you, when I see right now, have been here for ten years in this church. Very countable. Hallelujah. But as a church, we have an inheritance that God promised us. God gave us Haggai 2.9 and he said the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace. That's what he said. We are talking of the latter glory. Riches of his glory. Oh, because you didn't hear it before, now it's coming as news. you hearing it for the first time. Let me give you more information. I think it was around the year 2000 or before. Our pastor got a dream. And in this dream, he had three pregnancies. These are spiritual things. Don't ask me about such. Praise the Lord. Three pregnancies. Hallelujah. And for me, one of the interpretations over time that the Lord has been giving me that these three pregnancies are sections of seven, seven years. This ministry was inaugurated on the 1st of July, the year 2000. And by 1st July this, this year, we shall be making 21 years. Hallelujah. Amina. So with my simple math, three by seven is what? Hallelujah. 21. So the Lord wants to bring us into a bathing of that inheritance. Hallelujah. 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 And he's calling upon us. And he's saying, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow, I'm going to do a great thing. I'm going to bring you into your inheritance. And the Lord has been saying, it is time to remember who you are in me. Some of you might not know exactly who we are as Faith Family Church, as Latter Glory Ministries. But the good news is whether you joined today or last year or five years back, you're going to walk into this inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have an inheritance. 
there has been contention about this inheritance. There is a battle around this inheritance. But the Lord calls upon us, those of us who know who we are in him, to remember who we are in him. And you also as an individual, remember who you are in him. We remember who we are as a church in him and as a ministry in him. Praise the Lord. The Lord is preparing and he's saying, he has been saying, I am preparing different congregations according to their seasons as I prepare my bride for distinction as I spoke to her, I'm beginning to dress my bride, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I know you got born again. That was your Passover. Entering your inheritance. That is your crossover. In between there might have been a wilderness. In between there might have been luck. In between there might have been different desires. There might have been different failures. But there is the crossing over. And all the Lord wants of you in this moment, sanctify yourself. As an individual, as this place, God is calling us to a sanctification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow, I'm going to do great wonders. We are in the first service here. And I saw the mouth of this place opened. And I saw the glory of God. The refining glory of God descending in this place. And the Lord was reminding me of the message that we received on Wednesday where we saw Isaiah seeing the glory of God and the glow, because of the glory of God he was able to be sanctified when the call, live call from the altar of God touched his lips and from there the Lord says you have been purged, you have been cleansed and what happened next, the Lord says, whom shall I send? Isaiah's inheritance was to stand as a messianic prophet, to stand in the glory of the coming Messiah and declare the word of God. He was not going to stand in any other glory. He was not going to stand in any other power. Here at this church, we are not going to stand in other people's glories. We are not going to stand in other people's power. We are not going to stand in other people's callings. We are going to stand in the glory of God that he descended for us when he said, call my people back to me. After we left service, I just 
went and sat in one of the offices. And I felt like channels were being opened. And that is what God has called us to. There are many ministries, there are many nations, there are many peoples that their channels have been closed. They can no longer access the Lord. But the Lord has called us to stand in our calling, to stand in the riches of his glory, to stand in his power and call those people back to open the wells that they may come in. But he cannot send us when he has not sanctified us. In the middle of the week, I was praying concerning this word as the Lord was bringing it. And the Lord opened my eyes and I see a river and these banks were being cleared. Zigogorwa. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is kugogolaring for lack of a better English word. Don't take it that I'm joking. The river in this place. Hallelujah. The Lord is clearing the river in this place. Hallelujah. The river in your life. He's asking me to ask you, what is the state of the river in your life? Actually, some of us have fallen away from the Lord. We come to church, but we are far from the Lord. He says, I want to clear those rivers. He wants to clear those rivers. And if you know you're in that state, you know that the river of God is not flowing in you. This is your moment to return to the Lord. Don't step out of this place without making that river right. Because if you don't do that, the grace that the Lord is releasing upon this house, the grace of sanctification will not be effected in your life. Let that river be made right no matter where you are or what we are, you are. Hallelujah. Where we are going as we cross over, God is bringing us to a level of contending not with natural things, not with fleshly things. No. It is a contention for nations. We are going to fight to redeem destinies. We are going to fight to bring back people from, from the hordes of the enemy. Praise the Lord. And so, where we are going, it is not a, a battlefield where you're going to take your petty, petty issues. At times we have bufane jealousies. Sisters Why don't I have a dress like her? Why don't I have such a kind of shoe? How can she dress better than me? How can he have more money than me? 
that kind of level we have already left. God is raising us to a higher level. We are contending from realms of glory. We are contending from realms of glory. Isaiah says, in Isaiah 59, in Isaiah 59, chapter 9, verse 19, and it says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. In other words, from the east and from the west. And he says when the enemy comes in like the flood, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord rising <laughs> from the east. Hallelujah. The glory, the fear of God. Those are our realms where we fight from. And the spirit of the Lord raising a standard. Because the floods of the enemy has, have been coming against us. And they have been coming not just on an individual level, but on national levels, international levels. Today what we are dealing with, they are not things, just these petty, petty things. No, we are dealing with powers on a global scale. So, the Spirit of the Lord is raising a standard and he's saying, sanctify yourself because I want to elevate you. I want to transition you. I want to bring you into an inheritance. Sanctify yourselves where we are going. We are going to see great unity in the Spirit. Not just coming together, but great unity in the Spirit because there are things as an individual you're not going to be able to fight. But as we come together in the spirit, there are things we are going to break. There are things we are going to implement. And we are going to see the glory of God manifested more than ever before. God is going to deal greater and greater with us, we are going to be dealt by the Lord greatly. When the children of Israel crossed, you might think they have come out of Egypt. They have come out of the wilderness. All is done with them. And at times when we talk of taking our inheritance, we think all is done. No, you're not, God is not doing this because you're perfect. God is not doing this because you're perfect. But there is an Egypt he wants to take away. There is a worldly tendency he wants to take away. He wants to take away a worldly system. So he's going to deal with you. Even in this time, he's going to deal with us. And when the children of Israel came out of, crossed the, the river Jordan, in Joshua chapter 5, Joshua circumcised every male. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, this day I've taken away the reproach of Egypt. 
their things God still wants to take away as he brings us into our inheritance. But we cannot come to that place of greater dealings unless we are sanctified. Hallelujah. Do you know who you are in the Lord? Do you know who the Lord is to you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know the promises of God? Do you know what the Lord has been doing? He says, remember who you are in me. Remember who I am. Remember my promises. Remember my provisions. Remember my destiny upon your life. Remember even your shortcomings. Remember the warnings I've given you. And sanctify yourself. For God is about to do great things. The Lord is about to bring us into our inheritance. God spoke to us a few weeks back and he said out of this place he wants to raise a new breed of ministers. A new breed of ministers. And I didn't know he was talking about this. A breed of ministers that are going to come out of the womb of this ministry full of the inheritance the riches of the glory of God full of the power of God full of standing in the calling that God has for this place and they rise and impact like never before I want to ask you a question. Do you see yourself as one of those? Are you a son here? Are you a daughter here? Come back to your place. Come back to your place. Come back to your place. The Holy Spirit is insisting on this. That there are men of you. Some of you. You know your rivers are not right. The river of God in you. Is not flowing well. I want to give you a moment. And you go before God. I know time is fast spent. But in the first service, one of the things the Lord was telling us to rest in His presence. I might not call you in front. You know the river of God in you. You know the river of God in you and how it is flowing. Just make it right with God right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Make it right with God. Before all of us pray together. Because 
God wants to release even his grace upon you. He has already released it in the first service. But that grace and that glory that sanctifies, that prepares, that sets apart, that commissions, that he wants us to walk in these two months in as he, had already, he has already begun this year this year, this month, before we get there, you know the river of God in you. You know how far it is clogged. Let it be clear. Bring that life before God right now. Bring that life before God right now. It is between you and God. Uh, you know yourself. We are not going to rush you. We are not going to rush you. Allow that river to flow. Let there be that restoration. Let there be that restoration. The season we are in it is a unique season. It is a season of sanctification. He has already begun. Bring that river. Bring that river. Bring that river before the Lord. Bring that river before the Lord. Shile habaka brozi karababobobosaya. Sike brozi karababozi karabozi kabakotelele babahaya. There is that grace to help your river to flow again. The Spirit of the Lord cannot insist on something that He cannot accomplish. That He cannot accomplish. river, that individual river before you think of anyone else it is about you and the Lord you cannot call others back to the Lord when you're not with the Lord you cannot call others back to the Lord if you're not with the Lord precious Jesus I am ready. Let there be that readiness right now. Let it not be just a song. Let it not be just a song.
to meet you there. Precious Jesus. As you stand up on your feet. To surrender every care, take my hand and lead me closer, Lord. I need to meet you there, precious Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, come to the Lord, come to the Lord, come to your place. He says, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. It's about Him and you. in the name of Jesus, O oh God, we bring our individual rivers before you, King of glory, Jehovah God, Father. Lord, let there be a sanctification, O oh God. Let there be a cleansing, O oh God. Let there be purifying, O oh God. A clearing of those rivers, O oh God, even right now. In the name of Jesus, my King of glory, whatever had holding my King of glory, your people, my God, whatever had holding my God, each and every one of us, O oh God, each and every one of my sisters, each and every one of my brothers, O oh God. Father, let that river be opened right now. In the name of Jesus, my God, in the name of Jesus, my God, Father, that my King of glory, there will be an entering in, O King of glory, Jehovah God, Father, into the grace in the name of Jesus, my God. And now let each and every one of us ask for the grace from God, the grace of sanctification, the, 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 the glory of God that sanctifies, that refines, that sets apart, that empowers, in this season, the grace for this season, let it be upon you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, my God.
There is that grace that brings you in. There is that grace that brings you in through the systems of God. The grace that is to help us to enter, to cross into our inheritance as a church, as individuals, as families that the Lord has connected to this place. You have a minute or two. You have a minute or two. Let that grace come upon you. May you tap into that glory. May you tap into that enablement by the Lord. In the name of Jesus, my God. I worship you, Jesus, in this place, oh God. And I went into one of the offices. I just closed my eyes before the Lord. I just see this high mountain. And I was seeing it was like dew. 
that was coming upon that mountain. That was coming upon that mountain. And it's amazing as we've been just here in the service. We just saw a drizzle of rain coming upon this place. And the Lord has just told me that it is a confirmation of what I'm doing in this time. My sanctifying grace, my sanctifying glory coming on this my mountain, coming on this my place, coming on this altar that I set apart for for myself that I had in my heart that was birthed from the fire of my heart and nothing shall snatch it nothing shall take it away from me says the Lord for I the Lord nourishes it I the Lord reigns upon it I the Lord watches over it as I watch over Jerusalem I watch over this my place in the name of Jesus the Lord takes over this place once again sometimes when the dew is falling we don't see it sometimes you might not even feel it but you see its effect so even when we don't see it He's working. Even when we don't feel it, He's working. He's a God that has never stopped. He is not going to stop until His purposes have been accomplished. That is our God. That is the God we serve. Yes, Lord. Even when I don't feel it, oh God. And the church let's sing it even when I don't see it you working even when I don't feel it you working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never one more time let's sing it Father we believe it and we declare it oh God that you are working Lord, we receive it. Lord, we walk into it. We receive your glory. We receive your grace. We receive your days upon our lives. We receive this season of God. We receive the spirit of wisdom. We receive the spirit of revelation of God. We receive understanding of God in our hearts, O God. 
and we shall see your glory in Jesus name in Jesus name may you bless the Lord with so the hand clap Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your eyes be upon the Lord. And call upon the Lord. Let your eyes be upon the Lord. And call upon the Lord. He tells Jeremiah. Call upon me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. In this season, God wants us to call upon Him. Lift our eyes to Him and call upon Him. Sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do great things. Sanctify yourself because the Lord is about to do great things. Sanctify yourself for the Lord is about to bring you to your inheritance. Prepare your offering and let's give to the Lord. Let's give to the Lord. never stopped working. I feel this word continue coming to me that the enemy will never snatch away this altar of the Lord. I know some of us don't understand this but I know those who understand the enemy will never snatch away this altar of the Lord. The Lord has just showed me as we are praying here a fire in his heart and I saw this altar coming out of that of his heart and he said this altar was bathed out of the fire of my heart and no hand of the enemy will ever snatch it away Father bless your people as they give unto you bless them O God with the grace of the hour with the glory of the hour Lord let your name be upon their lives O God in the name that sets apart the glory that sets apart the glory that sanctifies let your word be upon their lives O God the truth that sanctifies O God that they may walk in their inheritance as, as their families as their individual lives as part of the body of Christ let them walk 
and cross over into their inheritance. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. You may give in the house of the Lord and have a blessed weekend and week before the Lord.